It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch, brought to you by Blackstone Motors Summer Sales Event. Get low as can be APR, zero deposit and finance arranged within four hours. There's never been a better time to get to Blackstone Motors, Dundalk, Drogheda or Cavan. You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on St. Swithin's Day. Yes, it is an old tradition. If it rains today, it'll rain for 40 days and 40 nights. I think I saw a few drops on the car today, this morning when I was coming out to work. Hopefully that's not an indication of things to come. Anyway, you're so welcome to the show. We have lots of people for you to meet this afternoon. Uh, interesting guests and people with stories. We have a bit of comedy as well. Julie J is in the house. We'll have uh, some music uh, from twin sisters. They're not sisters. They're not twin sisters. They're sisters from Carn, And they'll be with us a little bit later on. But first up on today's show, let me tell you a little story. About a week ago... We received an email from my first guest today looking for an interview to speak about their mental health hub, which they set up recently following a shocking tragedy when one of their friends took his own life. I'm delighted to say hello on Late Lunch this afternoon to Kieran McKinney and Brooke Courtney. You're both welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Thank you. Having Thanks us. so much. Uh, not at all. Uh, will you tell our listeners first, what age are you, Kieran? I'm 15, nearly 16. Brooke? 18, nearly 19. So you're teenagers, yeah. Yeah. You're you're very young people. Your friend, his name was Dara. Yeah. How long ago is it since he took his life? He took his life on February 2nd, 2019. So just this year? Yeah. And in your circle of friends, both of yours, yes, he was? Yeah. Yeah. Did this ever happen with any other of your friends or close to you before? Was this a first? Just people I knew, but never that close to, so it never really impacted me as much about this. Yeah. It really did? Yeah. So the initial is shock, disbelief. Yeah, yeah you yes. couldn't get over it at the start. Couldn't get over it at the start. You couldn't understand what actually happened to Dara. And did you... Would, would it be something you would have suspected of him? Was he... Maybe a little down himself, anything strange about him, or did you notice anything? Yeah, but when I was in school, Dara always was walking down the corridor with a happy face in him. He always shown how strong he was and always remained happy, and he tried his best. Okay. So this happens, and all of your friends and communities, family, of course, we have to think about today as well, just devastation all round. What happens then that, you know, we talk about this mental health hub that you guys have set up. How long did it take, you know, for the wheels to become in motion for this? Well, really, um, when we first set it up initially, there was about 200 people that we just invited and stuff. And then 
after about four or five days, the group just blew up and it was crazy. It was crazy busy from the start. Just so many people. Like, it was yeah. mad. I've seen the numbers. They are impressive. So you just decided, time went by. How long after his passing did you decide to do this? It was about two months. Okay. Three months, yeah. You said, we have to do something here. So what were your thoughts? What did you think you could do? Or how did you go about this? What have you set up? What is Mental Health Hub? So Mental Health Hub was designed and created to help people. So it's a safe place for people to come. And no one is judged no matter why you're here, what has happened in the past, everyone is treated the exact same. And what we do is we try to help them people and support them along their way. And we will help them and encourage them to get up to their GPs, their counsellors and stuff like that. And that's why Mental Health, was, Mental Health Hub was created. How does it operate? What have you? Have you a number that people ring? Do you operate across social media? What? We operate across social media on two platforms, Facebook group and Facebook page. On the page, we have a texting service that they text the page and they won't know who it is. And it's generally myself or Kieran, and we they tell us what's going on and we go on, look into their local councillors in their areas, find which is best suit for them, come back to them with links and phone numbers for ringing and stuff and then send them on their way there because there's not much we can do. We're not professionals, but... You do make that clear in what you say, that you aren't professional, you're young people. So in other words, you are the conduit from other young people to the professionals. Is that the idea of the hub? Yeah, Yeah, they hub with you. I see. Do you think that younger people are more likely to talk to you guys, to get in touch with you guys? Because you are their ilk, you are their age, yes? Yeah, Yeah, we can relate to them. They feel much more comfortable talking to us than they do older people because we're teenagers too do people come to you and talk to you that haven't talked to anybody else friends or family or teachers or guardians or maybe people in the sports clubs etc that they're in yeah yeah but we do encourage them to talk to friends and family just so it's better for them and that they get out there and they can talk about it but there are young people, uh, Kieran, who don't talk to anybody. You mm. are the first point of yeah. contact. Are you finding that already? Yes. Yeah, but some people don't know who we are, so they might find it easier to open up to us because they don't. We don't know them personally, so they might open up to us, and then we encourage them and give the motivation to go and speak to their parents or go out and get the help they need. Are you receiving contact from all over Ireland? All over the world. All oh, the world. International. The world. International. So this is how powerful this is yeah. on a social media, two social media platforms, that it's reaching everywhere. Yeah. The You're young folk yourselves. Look at 15 and 18, going on 19 years of age. Tell me this. Why is, or why are so many young people struggling with their mental health today? Can you pinpoint maybe a few issues or areas? Well, basically, it can be anything between having family issues to having school problems, between having stressful exams. So what we try to do with Mental Health Hub is every week we have a new team to raise awareness for them. So like we would have, like this week could be body image, next week could be cyberbullying. So we're raising awareness for them type of problems. And so people know that there is other people who are going through them type of issues and that they can talk to them as well. So it's all about raising awareness as well. How much is bullying on the net or across social media an issue? It's a massive issue. It's a massive issue. It needs to be regulated and there needs to be harder laws and it's 
disgraceful. Most of the bullying that happens today in our world is on social media. And that's why the Mental Health Hub is on Facebook, because it's a massive platform. And if you're going to be on Facebook, instead of reading hate comments, judging yourself, comparing yourself to that model's body, stuff like that, you may as well be looking at the quotes on our page and uplifting yourself. Do you know that social media is not reality, really? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm talking from my generation. We never had any of this. You know, we were face-to-face nearly on everything in life. We had no communications like you have today. Do, do, do young people not grasp that? Or, or is the world different today? Is it is it a reality for you guys? Yeah, I think basically in our reality today, in our generation, there's loads of people all over Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat. And there is loads of issues. That's why mental health was designed especially on Facebook because that's where half the bullying is coming from. People on Facebook comments and making people towards people. People making comments. And that's why we made it on Facebook. So you're telling me this, Brooke, that your generation and generations to come and ones that are a little older than you as well are living a lot of their lives on social media. Yeah, the whole social media thing, it's become a reality nearly for young people because their image and what they post on Instagram is much more important to them now than what they actually do look like and how they feel about themselves. Because younger, when I was younger, I used to compare myself to people on Instagram and stuff and it just made you feel down. And then the comments and the negative comments and stuff, it just, it's a reality and a fake one, really. It is a fake one. And I see you two guys, you're involved in so much. I was looking at your profiles today. You're involved in so much yourselves. Yeah. You know, that yeah. in life as well, you have a lot of interest, the pair of you, and all the guys that are involved with you as well. Isn't that a message we need to get across to young people? Maybe to leave that side of things alone. Yeah. You, you know, maybe it's easy for me to say, not as easy for you guys to do. Am I, am I, am I yeah. right there? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was just saying to other people there, a simple hello, goodbye or a thank you can make a huge difference in someone's. It can save a life, basically. You never know what someone is going through. And you even saying something like, hello, how are you today? Are you OK? That can save someone's life when you think of it. Mm. It is so important to bear that in mind. Um, th- there's just not the two of you. There's a group of you. There's a, a hub group, if you like. To, how yeah. many of you are involved in, in, in essence, with running this? So we have nine volunteers. So we have me, Brooke, uh, uh, Neve, Isabel, Regila, Oshin, uh, Megan, Aaron and Leah. And we all work together to support each other, to help as many people as we can and each person does a few people individuals have their own specific role to look after mental health hub so myself and Brooke would overwatch everyone on mental health hub make sure everything's running smoothly then we have um, Isabel who's in charge of the team week so every single Sunday she'll come to all, all of the admins with a new team so Last week it could be body image we'll do videos posts everything on body image quotes on body image to give that people that yes think, yeah and um this and then we have Ushin who'll be in charge of uh, the activity so making sure all of our moderators and admins are happy that everyone's everything's running smoothly no one's being inac- inactive and we're all looking after each other and then we have and then we have Neve who'll be in charge of so if we have a new moderator coming in uh, we do have it's a, it's a tough application process they have to do an application and then they will get tested and we see how good they are see if they want to be part of our team and Neve will be in charge of overwatching all the training that we well not training just guiding them and yes. giving them all the help they can and that's so the specific roles 
there's a lot involved here. How much of your time is this taking up? Are, are, are people in touch with you every day? Do you go on every day and deal with issues that, that people have? Well, we some yeah every single day. There's some to someone every single day since mental health hope started that we've had to help in some way, shape, or form. We stay up all night with some people and talk to them to the best we can, and yeah, just take their mind off things, have a chat with them while they're just if they come to us about feeling lonely or anything like that, we just have a chat with them, add them into a group chat. We'd all call them and we'd all have a chat and just take their mind off it. Just. So you'll stay with them right through, yeah. if it even means um, you're having to stay up at night and yeah. deal with people and Until help people along. Until they feel okay. Until they're okay. You won't let go. No. You know, as I say, there are many organisations out there in Ireland that, that, you know, help so sad. I'm thinking of Pieta House, you're familiar with them yourself, mm-hmm. Aware, Sea Change, etc., etc. Do you link in, you mentioned you link in with councillors in, in people's areas. Would you link in with those organisations? Yeah, um... In emergency cases, and someone we have had a few people that have come to us in emergency situations, we've given them the links for Samaritans and phone numbers and made sure they contacted them just because we can't actually do anything. We can just give them what they need to do to get their help. Mm, refer them on. Your numbers, I come back to this again, 120 when you started, 2,500. I'm sure it's gone even beyond that at this stage, has 2. it? 2.6k last, last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, you see, it's it's uh, getting legs all the time and more and more people uh, becoming uh, involved. Um, I had a look today at, at some of the... Uh, you know, words you use and and suggestions you have to people. And you say, remember, you're beautiful, you're loved, you're needed, you're alive for a reason, you're stronger than you think, you're going to get through this. Who came up with all those? All of us. Together? Every single one of us. We come up with something every day. We do a morning and good night post. So first thing in the morning, if you go on Facebook, you'll see a nice little inspirational quote from us. And generally a photo and just inspirational words just to kind of make you feel better in yourself or same thing going to bed do coming back to yourselves and your peers or teenagers how, how young would somebody experience a mental health difficulty what's your experience what's the youngest person that's come to you 12 12 years of age it starts at 12 and we work all the way up to mothers nannies granddads you'd be shocked but we are helping mothers out there who have children or having problems as well. So it's all ages, really. We started off with 12 years of age. It starts. It can be anything. You shouldn't have, should you, at 12 years of no. age? Really, like, you know, no. I, I, it's, it's, it's a fact. You guys, you know, have, have come across it as well. It's shocking to think that it starts so young, isn't it? You can start from anything between cyberbullying, problems at home, anything. take the wind out of my sails when you mention 12 years of age mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you um, do you feel that like you, you're occupying a space now I think when I look at the other organisations that perhaps there isn't anybody else in because of your ages do you feel that mm-hmm. yeah a bit to be fair because younger people they don't want to go and get up and go to counselling because in their head oh I have to go to counselling oh I'm not in the mood to go to counselling but when they talk to us, we're just like their friends, having a conversation with their friends, even though they don't know us. So if we can manage to talk them into going to counselling, 
generally they text us then they're like oh I feel so much better now after speaking to you and my counsellor and we just try help the counsellors as much as we can as well by getting them to open up Mm. it makes the counsellor's job easier too is there a shame are young people are a fear or what that they don't open up about this what do you think I think in your head it'd be like oh I'm so ashamed I have to go counselling but when in reality that is nothing like that is not a problem at all like you go to the GP if you're sick why wouldn't you go to a counsellor if you're not well it makes sense, doesn't it? It does, but you're dealing with mental health here and yeah. it's not as straightforward as yeah. perhaps a physical illness, yeah. if, I, if I could distinguish between the two. I, I suppose I shouldn't. Is there anything else you wanted to say while you were here with me today to get any other message across? Hey, yeah. Um, in 2018, there were 392 suicide deaths and that's just shocking. That's, that's really heartbreaking. And the first signs of that are the likes of anger, headaches, loss of interest, mood swings and feeling of guilt, etc. And it's just you need to look out for those signs in your friends and family and reach out to everybody, encourage them to talk. It is so important to talk. So tell the people listening today to you talking to me again, remind everybody if you're. 12 years of age, up to a grandmother or grandfather, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, how do they get in touch with you? So we do have a Facebook page called Mental Health Hub and we also have a group on Facebook called Mental Health Hub and what we can do is we can talk to you and we can distract you as best as we can because you don't know what's going through someone's head. Mm. We have people who would talk to us and they are absolutely frightened to life with what's going on and a simple conversation can really ease their mind. Um... What I would say is what we do is we'll guide them to the best people possible, appropriate services. And it can be literally a friend, a teacher, a family, anyone, a little brother, a little sister. Just getting the word out is what matters. Yes. Okay, well, look, at uh, I'm delighted that you came in to chat to me on the show today. I'm thrilled to give you this outing here. Mental Health Hub on Facebook and... Uh, it's on Facebook group and Facebook. Okay, you can get it in both places yeah. there. I admire you so much. You're 15 and 18 years of age and your friends, I say to them as well, well done to you and you've done all of this in the memory of Dara. But for the moment, remember the name, Mental Health Hub, Kieran McKinney, Brooke Courtney. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yes, Mr. Van Morrison, and have I told you lately? Well, you're telling us at the minute 
how much you think about Kieran McKinney and Brooke Courtney. Jerry, what wonderful young people. They're a credit to their parents and uh, well done to them on setting up this new initiative, says Jim. Pauline's been on to say, Kieran and Brooke, oh my word, Jerry, wouldn't it just renew your faith in young people to hear those young people and what they're giving now to others, mental health and so on and so on. They go, keep the comments coming to us, 86 658 by WhatsApp or text. You can call in 185715958 or comment across our social media platforms. Now, let me remind you that the first ever Lock Lunasa Festival in the village of Ballinlock near Kells is taking place over the August Bank holiday weekend and features lots of entertainment including the wonderful Finbar Fury, Louise Morrissey, Cathy Durkin and Dominic Caron. So if you want to do something this August bank holiday that's a little different, log on to locklunacid.com or ticketmaster.ie for more information on the festival. Competition time on late lunch and we have a great prize every day this week to coincide with the Open Golf Championship that's happening at the beautiful Port Rush, Royal Port Rush Golf Club, Halpenny Golf, M1 Retail Park, Drogheda have given us some fantastic prizes to give away every day this week on late lunch. So if you're looking for golf clubs, bags or trolleys, golf shoes, GPS, clothing and all the golfing accessories you could possibly need, Halpenny Golf, M1 Retail Retail Park, M1 Retail Park, Drahada is the place to be. Call in and ask for Bobby or David, and I promise you, they look after you. Listen to what I have today. I have a dozen limited edition open Pro V1 golf balls. These have just been brought out for the open in Port Rush. A dozen of them. They're worth a few, Bob. Would you like to win them, golfers, or a golfer in your life? It's a who am I today of golf. First clue, there are three clues. I'm 88 years young. And still have lots to say about the game of golf on TV. 88 years young and still have lots to say on TV about golf. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you could with your answer. We want to have a go at it now, but there's two more clues to come. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Listen up, they were recently crowned Ireland's most talented family on TG Cahar's Railta August Gwailta. Born and reared in Rathcarn in County Mead, I'm delighted to welcome Aethon and Moira Nikorine to Late Lunch. Ladies, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Co-gorgeous. What a fantastic achievement to win this because this was no mean feat. This is one tough competition. Very, very tough. Yeah, everyone was just unreal. They were just lovely. I think that was the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was so nice do you know like if you could hate them it'd make it so much easier do you know? <laughs> but even the two sisters we were against like they were fab like as soon as they would finish their performance like you know we'd be chatting away about it and then after our one we'd be chatting away to them about it you know like they were just great like yeah, do you know so they'll definitely go places <laughs> uh, so you're saying to me that X Factor and it's like is really cutthroat is yeah, it yeah really cutthroat <laughs> <laughs> what an achievement for you and the thing is uh, over 70 acts set out at the very start of this right you got right through to the semi-final and you got a wild card you would have been gone yeah, I know exactly yeah <laughs> I actually think that's why people were so kind of amazed that we won because they kind of thought we were gone do you know and everyone was like what and we were like sure look it'd be fine and then when we came back they were like okay it was right. such a resurrection match yeah. <laughs> and then when we, when we won they were like, I can't believe you actually went and now you won like it was just it was crazy it was crazy yeah. for us and for them yeah. absolutely <laughs> because, yeah. and this competition why did you go for it what, what made you enter in the first place how did that happen 
Well, I got a message from a girl who asked us, like, would we be interested? Um, and then I showed it to Mara. Now, Mara is um, very much a person like, let's go for it. Do you know? And so I showed it to Mara and then she was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I was like, okay. So <laughs> I filled out the Because we had been singing at Flacho last year. Um, it was just, it just so happened that they had a free slot and they were looking for a random act. And a girl just texted us being like, look, any chance, we just need someone quick. So yeah. we're like, yeah, grand. Okay, so we, on the way in the car, we practiced the song really quickly, as we did today. <laughs> practiced the song really quickly. And then we were just on flat TV. And then that's how this woman texted Ethan asking yeah. us if we wanted to Love Yeah, it's yeah. very random. So God is good. Isn't it funny the way things happen, <laughs> oh, you know, definitely. and happen in an unusual way. And that's Absolutely. a real story about yeah. that as well. Um so you get to the final and in the final you have to sing two songs yeah, and then yeah. it's eliminated down to two finalists at that stage yeah. and uh, you have to sing off there's a yeah. sing off yeah. is it a public vote that selected the winner or was it the judges it was the, the judges, judges. Yeah. okay yeah. so the judges picked yeah. the winner yeah. at that stage yeah. how did you feel after the sing off because you said the girls you were singing against the final were lovely yeah. oh, did you have fun. a good feeling that it was them or you or how were you feeling about it do you know actually it was so funny we did I think for every round we had we always had this thing that like now nah, we've lost it already like we didn't care and not yeah. that we didn't care but it's just that you know once, once you've set yourself up for a fail it's nice to get a surprise <laughs> whereas for the actual final itself like it could have gone either way like it was so close and it was even close when mom told us who was you know our number one fan she even said like it's it's very close she yeah. couldn't even say like I ah, know like she couldn't even cheer us on that much because she was like no it's too close <laughs> to tell yeah. so that gave us a lot of comfort <laughs> the rest is history all the mammies the mammies are so important we yeah, know that as well mom I tell yeah. you that good <laughs> feeling was even crying when we were just speaking oh, was like, she yeah. on <laughs> dad guys more <laughs> but you won and that's yeah, the exactly. of this yeah. you won it so there was a few bob for you and also there was what's the other part of the prize you're performing so we get to open for Keela's concert in the National Stadium on December 21st, 21st I yeah. think yeah 2019 yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting. Isn't yeah. that just the business altogether? <laughs> yeah. So the FLA, obviously, with this uh, genre of uh, performance that yeah. you're involved in, the FLA has been big and competition as you grew up, yes, from youngsters. Uh, do you oh, know, actually, yeah. no, not, well, not really, as in a bigger one would have been the Shano singing, okay. as in Erich um, the Sauna and Fein and the Meet in Rachairn. Okay. That it was only actually recently we've only gotten into the oh, flat, right. which yeah, is surprising so for people. Yeah. So you're latter comers to the flat. Latter yeah. comers is right, yeah, <laughs> blow ins, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so learning the ropes. <laughs> you know, like w- when when you both sang growing up, you yeah. sang separately. Yeah. This, separately this coming together is yeah. new, isn't it? It's actually Very a recent new. thing because like when we were growing up we'd have the same lesson like it was the same teacher who came to our house so like we'd sing the same song which was fierce controversial when we'd enter a competition together against each other you know and then so I actually stopped singing eventually because Ethan would always get a call back and I wouldn't so it was just you know to quit while you're ahead whereas now we found the solution is to sing together and I do the harmonies and sure it's great I'm on the bandwagon so it's great well I can't wait anymore come on give us a little <laughs> flavour of what you guys do and how you guys okay. sing okay? okay so you're going to sing for us now what are you going right. to sing uh, we're going to sing Tranu na Ina so it's a song that was written in another Gaeltacht and um, it's about these two um, these two young boys who went out sailing and never came back so it's kind of sad but this is our favourite song so. come on <laughs> let's hear it away you go Eitan and Myra Nikurin Tranu na Ina 
of angels. That was absolutely beautiful. How come it's taken so long to harmonise you two together? It's it just wasn't a done thing. Like, in Rathcarn, it's always been you because sing solo, especially Shanos in this genre. Like, harmonies are just not a given thing. That it's only something yeah. that we've kind of come with. And we were kind of afraid because it, it can be kind of controversial sometimes when something is done a particular way and you change it slightly. Like, we were petrified of what the elders of the community would think. And then for them to be like, yeah, keep it going, keep doing more. That's kind of what kept us going, really. Like, without them, we would have given up years ago. <laughs> oh, you're only getting started. Don't give up. I want to take a short break because you're going to sing another one for me after the break and these ladies have more to the bow than just the singing I'm going to get into it uh, very shortly with them we're on Facebook live as well and you've just been listening to that and listening to the girls uh, chat to me on Facebook live and we'll be staying with it on Facebook live after the break aren't they wonderful Aethan and Maura Nikurin live on late lunch this Monday they are Ireland's most talented family they won TJ Cahar's Rail to August Gwaelter recently and they're with us on Late Lunch today. Aethan and Maureen Curran are here with us on the show and they've been singing for us. They're going to sing more now in a minute. Hey, let's talk a little bit about this talent you both have. You didn't <laughs> lick it off the ground. You mentioned your mum there and your dad as well. This yeah. singing goes back. Tell me about it. So, mum comes from Castown Bear in County Cork and her family are very talented but they were known as the Singing O'Sullivan's down in 
cast down bears. So that just kind of shows that it comes from her family. Mam always says, um, do you know, let's say in Rathcarran, if someone if someone calls us up, they're like, oh, this is Aethon, um, Bartlow, Corrine's daughter. And Mam's like, hello, I'm here as well. Nothing like So Mam's like very protective of that. She was like, well, we were known as the singing O'Sullivan's. So, so you know, is your dad, well. is your dad uh, in, in the crow realm when it comes to notes and singing or not? Your dad? No, dad's actually a great singer as well. Like growing Thank up. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> to be fair, dad is a great singer. And like, let's yes. say a lot of funerals, he'd be like, you know, the man to sing Sam, you know, that's his kind of job these days. Whereas, yeah, but I think in our, like in Rachar and in the Gaeltacht, it's they only hear about dad, like dad is who brought this woman from West Cork in, you know, so they only know about the the talent in his family. Whereas mom's like, no, like today, don't forget to let them know about the singing of someone. Well, I'm going to say today, the Castletown Bear (laughs) part is the Premier League. (laughs) And your dad, no disrespect to him, you know, he's... He's just getting there. He's he's not far off Premier League as well. We'll just leave it at that for the day. I hope I don't cause a family. He's outside, oh, actually. Yeah. No, no. Off, I'd yeah. be afraid of the studio. He'll be in here after me in a minute. I only joke. I jest, I jest. You're both fantastic and you've both contributed 50-50 to the wonderful yeah. genes in these young women. Now, tell us, at the minute, you you, you went to school in Redcarn, obviously Irish yeah, school. Yeah. You went into secondary school in Trim. Yeah. Oh, you had an early advantage with the Gaelga, hadn't you? Yeah, it was great we but did. the teachers were still keeping us humble so you know we'd never we get more than the yeah we definitely did I think they were harder on us because we had no excuses like there was things that we knew we knew it was right but we'd have no idea why like it, it just is miss like I don't know why and she'd be like no you need to go home and let me know why this is this way do you know so we really got a good foundation of the actual reason of why do you know because at home if we ever said something wrong like dad would correct us because he's like a real grammar fanatic do you know whereas then we'd have to know actually why dad though yeah. <laughs> You know, yes. so it was great. And even now, like in our degrees, like we are both studying Irish minute. That now, when people would ask us, "Well, why is this?" You're like, "Well, actually, Miss O'Neill was telling me one <laughs> <Yeah>. day." <laughs> you know, so, and now she's correcting Dad. Oh, <laughs> so the boots Full on the circle. other foot. Exactly. Now. <laughs> I'd say more was expected of you. Is that fair to say when you yeah, went into secondary school in Trim yeah. after having the grounding in the Gaelgan Rathcarn? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's, you could get lazier as well. You know, like mm, when the standard yeah. one was a particular wage. You know, it was only really in leaving cert when we we really had to prove ourselves like we'd have to you know learn the new lingo of things that we wouldn't yes. exactly be discussing yeah. politics at home you know yeah. whereas for your Ashta you'd need to so you mentioned oh, you're both uh, one is finished yeah, yeah Aethon you're yeah. finished uh, Irish and what did you do with it theology Theology. Yeah, theology. Yeah. And I'm the same, actually. Yeah. You're both doing the same course. Yeah, and you're a year behind, course. are you? Uh, no, I'm two years. Two I'm just finished first year. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you have your qualification now. So where does this take you, Irish and theology, the marrying of those? Um, well, I'm kind of looking into um, jobs like teaching or to be a lay chaplain. Um, but more so, I'd love to be a lay chaplain, maybe in a hospital. Um, so what is a lay chaplain? A lay chaplain, I guess... If from um, if we're if I'm talking about a hospital, I'd be kind of going around to patients, talking about them if they were scared of dying or something. I'd give them comfort um, and bringing them to the chapel yeah. and just you know finding yeah. peace. Is, is it in the Catholic ethos? Yes. Yeah. Well, it definitely. would be like it doesn't. Ha- I could be talking to them anyway if they had no faith, but if they had faith, that would be great for me because I love my faith. And if they had faith as well, we could share mm. something as well. Do you know, mm. so. Um, so Do you so love your faith, Mara, yeah, as much definitely. as Aethon? Yeah, I was in Lourdes last week, like, and going to Medj, Medjugorje in two weeks' time, so we're hooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's your face and Irish and ours. <laughs> Would you say, though, you're a, a little out of step with the greater Irish population, where young people, you know, what's happened, what's happened is that there's a, 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 what would you say, an age group of people in mm. Ireland who drifted from the church, yeah. and as a result, their children have no faith or no belief yeah. now. Yeah. Do you come across that, that you're exceptions? Yes. Totally. We definitely are, but like, mom always said that like the greatest gift she could ever give to us is her faith, mm. because it didn't matter if she gave us, you know, an expensive jacket in two years time it goes out of style yeah, do you know whereas in two years time whatever comes our way we can rely on Jesus Christ to help us out you know so that's what really keeps us going like the like in our family the best way to summarise us is we pray as Gaelga so there was no better degree than studying Gaelga and theology like we're studying you know so it's just great yeah, like two really things blessed. that we love and we know best yeah. kind of thing do you know yeah, and it's great. funny because whenever people meet us especially going to mass do you know like people would turn around like kind of old people would say it's lovely to see the young people and we're like yeah. well it's lovely to see the young people as well do you know like great it's kind of know. yeah but it's great to see but it's funny people are like and you like it and Love you're it. not forced <laughs> to come to mass you're like no, no we're just coming to mass so like it's it's just us I yeah, I have yeah. an opinion on this. I think that we've gone from one extreme to the other. So and somewhere in between is the middle yeah. ground where yeah. eventually people in this country will find themselves yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. with time. Yeah. Um, you are just back from Espana. Yeah, Espana. <laughs> what were you doing in Spain? <laughs> um, so I was overhearing in Spain for three weeks, So, which was hilarious because I have no word of Spanish to my name, no concept of the grammar or anything. But I studied um, French in school for six years. So someone would speak Spanish to me and only by the similarities to French could I try to communicate back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Which was hilarious because then the other day I was in Barcelona and then they were speaking Catalan. I was like, here lads, I'm actually just going home. <laughs> it was too much. But it was great because working with kids especially, you know, they, they, you know, they say what they have to say quickly. There's no adverbs or adjectives, you know. So that was great as well. Actually, it was an experience. So You're a bit mixed up, Mara. Yeah. Let me say. <laughs> I don't Gale, know who I am. Helga, <laughs> Berla, Frankish, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And Catalan thrown in there Catalan, as well. Catalan, yeah, a bit of that there too. But you get by. Exactly, still going strong, still alive. So. Is there a commonality like that with languages, that when you learn Irish well and you have English, that, you know, that it's easier maybe to communicate or to get into definitely. other languages, yes? So, oh yeah, definitely, because I had always felt that Irish was very like French. I couldn't do German in school, it just went over my, it was too much like the English mm. language for me, whereas Irish would be our stronger one. So I was easier, it was easier for me then to move on to French and then from French, Spanish was grand, do you know? So it's just, I think it's a particular type, so I think 
think they're Celtic or Latin or I don't know which ones they are, but I can work with those ones. I'm kind of limited, but we'll keep going. What about you? We heard what... uh, Ethan said there yeah. where she hopes to be teach or yeah. the lay uh, you know the lay chaplain yeah. what about you what's your plans um, do you know what I'm looking into missionary work that's the big thing I want to do but then there's always that thing about you know when you go over to Africa or like working with Mary's Meals they have my heart do you know and working with Mary's Meals would be fab whereas now I'm kind of thinking I think we actually kind of needed in Ireland more you know so trying to see what we can do really in our local parish would be great and then start from there because there are a lot of like there's U2000 Pure in Heart there are a lot of those groups that are working you know in the grassroots so it's just trying to see which ones are suiting me best really so they're wonderful see. young women I have a Mary's Meal <laughs> mug up on my desk Really? Unreal. Because I absolutely love the concept of their charity that a child gets a mug every day that feeds that child and they're feeding way over a million children all over the world and I love what they do. They're one of my favourite charities. Definitely. Yeah, I just finished the book um, The Shed That Fed a Million Children and it was just amazing because they know exactly to the number how many people they're feeding. Like if I ever ever meet a volunteer they know exactly that day how many they're feeding. Like it's it's not just a regular charity in my eyes mm. you know they they have a purpose and it's all you know it's in God's hands we're not doing anything we're just facilitating it like it's just great I the want ethos, to meet amazing. their founder someday oh, he's amazing yeah, he's oh my gosh so, we so know humble. his son Callum and they're both as sound they're they're so you wouldn't brilliant. even know yeah. you wouldn't even no. know like the work they've done like, they incredible. are wonderful people yeah God, this studio is just alive. We're inspiring young people. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I tell you. Today, like when I, when I think of my, my opening guests, those youngsters, 15 and 18, working in uh, yeah, the whole area of yeah. mental health, and yeah. I see yourselves and where you're going with your lives and careers. You couldn't but today, if you're listening to Late Lunch, yeah. be inspired by young people, great young people of Ireland. Congratulations to you again on winning Railta August Gwailta. I want you to sing out for me, will you please? Okay. okay. And I'll see you again sometime. Absolutely. You really put a pep in my step today. (laughs) Okay, what are you going to sing for me to finish? Um, So the song we're going to sing is actually, uh, it's called Bert Stuffer. So Two Sisters by Nora Jones. What's it called in English? We translated it. We didn't really translate it. We just put our own words to it because we wanted a song about ourselves. We couldn't find a nice tune. So we just stole one of Nora Jones's. She's great. Okay. It's Aethon and Myra Nikoreen singing Nora Jones. Away you go. Birds of our own, the hide in the grain, the land of the yellow. Is your quidditch a 
Heute kann ich nicht, oh, und will ich hier dir nicht. Ach, ich stehe ja noch nicht, lag, was ich hier bloß lerne, bring wo die ist, Lord, good, it is still show. Tanzer, nur so wohl, if you go bang, is, Lord, good, it is still show. Nora Jones, three Gaelge, eat your heart out. You have a hit in your hands there, girls. Get onto our record company today and tell them you want to do this and record it yourselves. Marvellous, marvellous. Aethon and Myra Nikarine. It's been great. Thank you for joining Thank me. Thank you so much. Competition clue number two, a dozen limited edition open Pro V1 golf balls. Golfers will know that these are worth a few bob. And if you're a golfer or not, you know, someone who plays the game, you'd like this prize for them. I gave a clue earlier on. Here's the second clue. I first began working for the BBC at the Open Championship in 1961. Who am I talking about? One more clue to come. Some of you have it already. You're very cute. The first clue, well, I'll give it to you again. I'm 88 years young and still have lots to say about golf. I'll be killed for giving it again. But there you have the two of them once more. Answers, please. Who am I talking about in the world of golf? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with a name, please. One more clue to come. Now, my next guest has big boots to fill. She won't mind me saying this. You'll know in a moment why I'm actually saying that. She's been described by the wonderful Tommy Tiernan as the brightest, funniest thing... I've seen for a long, long time. Miss Julie J, you're welcome to Late Lunch. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm delighted to be here, Jerry. Well, we've completed the heart now. We had half the heart, half the heart. with Fred. Oh, yes, of course. So Fred is my other half. Um, so, yeah, he's great. My official title now is Fred Cook's girlfriend. Uh, we love him to bits. He does send his regards, Jerry. He loves popping into you guys here. And we love him. Asher, he's great. Isn't Don't he? we all? He's just, yeah, yeah and he's fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. How He's listening it? now. Is, is listening? that enough, Fred? Is there anything else you want me to say, Fred? You want me to say fantastic, <laughs> talented, funny, the holy trinity. Fred, she's talking about herself now. I mean, know. yeah, I'm just, self-praise <laughs> is still praise. I'm sorry. How long are you two an item? Oh, we're only together. Not long at all. I think it was like, uh, it's probably about a year and four months now. We're living in Rathmaloyne in Mead. Yeah, so the population of Rathmaloyne has increased by 200% since since we moved there. Uh, it's a t- lovely place we're mad with it. So we've been living together since uh, just before he started in the show, Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Um, but it was gas. Actually, when we moved there, I think people weren't sure we were going out. So when I was telling people, oh, I'm moving to Rathmaloyne and Mead with Fred Cook, I think they were a bit like, what? This is just the Dublin housing crisis gone mad. But yes, yeah, so we've been living there since uh, just before he started. So probably December, I'd say. I love the way you have the pronunciations spot on because you know what annoys people from Ratmoyland when people say Ratmoyland I know well the spelling now would throw you to be honest the mm. spelling is just a bit mad isn't it, it but we is. do we absolutely love it now it's great and sure Fred loves been, being in Mead because you know he is he, he is like the king of Mead oh, now at this stage he, he loves it. loves the royal county we know that oh sure he's great but you're yeah. not far from home either yeah well I'm originally from Neeksup so it's mm. only down the road mm. in Kildare yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's not too far. Just far enough that you can call into the rents every now and again. So it's great. 
You mentioned Strictly Come Dancing. Oh no, it's called what is it here dancing in Ireland? Dancing with the Stars. Da- excuse me, sorry. It's Dancing with the Stars in off. Ireland. And of yeah. course, Fred, we talk to him every week during the competition, oh, you so as you good. know. And he nearly, he nearly did it. He, oh, he did. He was, well, do you know what? I think he just couldn't. I couldn't have been prouder of him. And I think the response that he got, he got so much out of it. And you know, Dahi O'Shea was calling him the nation's favourite and all the rest. And I think he really won people over because he was just himself so it was great um, and of course you know a lot of people ask me about the Strictly curse and all that kind oh, of crap look up, you're, stop reading is my it, notes are, stop are reading you going to ask notes. me about that yes I have is that why you moved into Ratmaline oh, with him oh sure look just before he started dancing of course well, the second that glittery sleeve was on I was like I think we should be living together <laughs> um, no well I uh, no look I wasn't worried about that at all but um, I because you know I do trust him completely and also I to get him a Fitbit for Christmas, Jerry. So I was keep, keeping tabs on him. It's a get, great way to keep track of them. <laughs> That's a top tip from Julie J, ladies, if you're listening. So he'd come home and I'd say, oh, you got a lot of steps in today. So that kind of thing. But yeah, no. And his partner was lovely. Julie, Julia, was a daughter, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. She was, because um, she was Des Bishop's partner actually as well a couple of years ago. She, so she was great for the banter and mm. all that kind of crack. Yeah, so and were you there? Were you, did you oh, go sure, I was every, the, every week? Well, I was, I was a kind of a terrible girlfriend for the first few shows because I was supporting Tommy in Vickers Street. Yes. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Fred, but that did have to take priority because it's, you know, Tommy, of course. So I was in Vickers Street for the first few and then uh, I think we were in Vickers Street for all of January. He did 17 shows. And was that the Paddy Crazy Horse? That was the Paddy Crazy mm. Horse, yeah. So it was just phenomenal and he's actually going to be back in September as well in Vickers Street. Um, so I was there for the first few Sundays and then I started going but sure I was like a nervous wreck I mean you know at the start where they come out and they'd just be standing on the steps I would literally they, the camera would cut to me and my face would be my hands and I'm like oh like all crinoli like I just couldn't I couldn't take the nerves at all sure I was desperate um, you know clutching my rosary beads and all the rest so I he was probably better off when I wasn't there because I was just such a nervous wreck every time he looked down at me I just look completely pained because I was just so anxious for him but look he, he did great he did great now look at this Paddy Crazy Horse and Tommy Tiernan you heard what I said there in the outset he oh, really yes. rates you so highly and not alone the live show which you've been touring with him but of course you are the lady who introduces him on television when he doesn't know fantastic concept who his guests are. So unlike me, where I do lots of preparation. Oh, she's been Tommy, prepping all week. I'm prepping all Jerry. week for you, I can yes, tell you. Of but you know, poor Tommy, he's sitting there and he doesn't know. I know. How, how soon beforehand do you know who the guest mean, is? I mean, well, look, I cannot be trusted with the secrets of Fatima. So they were just <laughs> telling me like five minutes before I went on, which I prefer because it's like the elephant in the room, isn't it? And like, I was just scared of saying anything that would give it away. But because I was a little bit cynical about the format, like when myself and Fred first start going out because of course Fred was the MC on it um, you know when we first started seeing each other and I was kind of pressing Fred saying he must know though he must have some inkling but he 
really has no idea whatsoever. So he's very brave. Um, I think that's what makes it good as well. You know, it's a real natural conversation, all the rest. Um, of course, I was joking when we were filming it that Tommy had the e- easy job with the interviews and the real challenge is the intros. Like that's where the challenge really lies. Um, because I did get a couple wrong. I was like the queen of the retakes towards the end. So we were having to take do a couple of retakes at the start of a few of the shows. And it was gas. You know, I remember one and I was saying, and your next guest, Tommy, is Adam Clayton. And the audience like losing their minds. And I'd have to turn to them and say, no, 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 that was actually last week. I'm really sorry. I'm just really bad at my job. We're just redoing this now. So we all had a bit of a giggle with that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's a great show. I mean, it was such an honour to be part of it. Obviously, my role was just minute, you know, Um, but it was was a great thing. No, but I'll tell you, it does profile and gets you out there. Great. No harm yeah. whatsoever. What about working, you know, warming them up for Tommy and what you do there? Yeah, well, I suppose it's the thing. I think because, you know, um, I, I'm relatively unknown in the sense that people wouldn't necessarily have seen me before. It kind of took a little, it took them a little while to register, like, what was going on, what I was doing, etc. So, um it was, it was great in the sense that like you could have the crack with them and all that but I think it's different from a comedy show as well so you know in that like oftentimes people are going in to watch something and they're not necessarily aware that there's going to be this comedy element whereas if they're going to stand up night they're probably more um, not that they're more at ease with the format but they're more kind of ready to get involved so it takes maybe a bit more just to kind of break down that barrier with them but I mean some of the audiences were just fab and even like looking at the intros now and um, well they were they were all great but there were just certain moments or interactions you'd have with people and you'd be doing the intro and there'd be one guy or girl in front of you just really having a laugh and it would be more based on some a moment we would have just shared together so it was actually lovely looking back now and just seeing that and you know obviously with Tommy I think you know to be honest anyone going to a Tommy gig we're all on the same wavelength and we're all there to have a good time and um, so it was great Now you are a stand up comedian in your own right and you're set to make big waves may I say over the years ahead and I was talking to somebody the weekend who said to me Jerry, is she on with you Monday I said she is so I saw her actually and I'll tell you what I want to say to you tell her this from me and I'm doing it now for a friend of mine who said she was absolutely fabulous and Aww. as a woman comedian he said to me she didn't do the woman type comedian jokes if you know what I mean yeah. she didn't need those she was just brilliant I wonder, where, I wonder where they saw me now. Yes, that you were seen, and I was told to relay that I to you wonder. today. Well, now to be honest, thank you so much. I don't. I mean, I think for me, I just kind of. Um I don't know. I suppose it, it, it with the comedy now. I probably, I think most of my comedy would be probably pretty relatable. I think you know. Um, so I, uh, I do try to just talk about kind of you know the ordinary stuff. No more than Fred or anyone else. You know, talk about like whether it's you know going on holidays or travel or relationships or family and all that. So I think people probably do relate to that a little bit. But obviously, this person saw me in a good show. You know, we do have the bad shows as well where people don't quite get it. So. This, this is fantastic that one of the positive reviews are coming in. Uh, yeah. But, but hey, look, that's 
comedy for you as well. Yes. Some people do, some people don't. Well, Dave Chappelle says that actually. He always says, if you're any way good as a comedian, you will have gigs that just don't go well. And if you have, if you never have a gig that totally bombs, you're doing something wrong because it's subjective. So the whole thing with comedy is I might see someone and say, oh my God, they're absolutely amazing. And someone else might see them and it might not fly with them necessarily. And that's what's great about it is that there's not one way to do it, you know. Um, I mean, even myself and Fred, like we've completely different tastes, etc. You know, when it comes to the comedy and all that kind of crack. So, um, yeah, so it's great. Your comedy wife. I was watching some videos oh, this morning. Oh, Emma. Yes. yes. Oh, she's great. Emma Doran. Yeah, you I really uh, spark well together, don't you? Do you know what? We work so well together. Uh, we have a podcast up to 90, actually. So it's about everything and anything 90s. And I was looking at it. Oh, it's, do you know what? It is so much fun. Out of all the things I do, it just gives me such joy. Like, it's great, you know. And I think... As with anything with Emma, it's so rare that you find someone that, as you say, you just spark off them so well and we just enjoy it so much. And that's so important because obviously it does take a considerable amount of time and Emma does the comedy and she's got the three kids and all that. So she's very, very busy. Um, and it's, I think it's really important that you have that solid friendship base. So she's just hilarious. Like she's absolutely gas. So that's one of maybe the things that I really enjoy most is the podcast. And sure, it's great looking back to the 90s I mean we have such a laugh looking back at some of the stuff you know whether it's like Michelle Smith or Bill Clinton or Oasis or Jurassic Park or any of these things it's just instant comedy when you, you start have the Michelle it. Smith hair oh do, do you know what we were talking about this do you remember Michelle back in the day when she was advertising the Pantene yes. yeah so we're we're embracing it the 80s and the 90s are back for the natural curl <laughs> nobody's got the time for the GHDs Jerry so you've got to step away from the GHDs GHD now. I'm sorry. I know you're a fan, but it's done. Um, yeah, so we were, we were talking about that Ireland having been probably the only country in the world where you ask a swimmer to advertise a shampoo. I mean, if there's one thing you're probably not going to swim for, it's it's shampoo. But yeah, so that, that was a good one. We looked at the den the last week. Um, of course, do you remember that moment, Kevin from Galway? in the What's Nots uh, competition. It's just a classic moment. And then at one point they say, you know, he used to guess is snots or not a person, place, animal or thing. Do you remember this? And then, you know, there's Amy and there's Kevin and Amy doesn't really get, you know, the premise of the competition. And he says, oh, you know, snots are where you get your shades from. And then the next question is, where did you get your hair cut? And then they're running out of times. So they're like, if Ryan, there's a stairs in it. And one of them asks, can you go up the stairs? And then eventually somebody says, look, it rhymes with mouse. And Kevin says, car. And it's just classic <laughs> moment. But you forget about all these things you see yeah. until, until you're looking until back. Until you look so back at great. them. Yeah. Don't look anywhere. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Short break. Julie Jay's in the house with me on Late Lunch this afternoon. Julie, look at this. So proud of you. Still haven't found your notepad yet. XXXX. It's Fred. Oh, I mean, Fred. What a cutie pie. Although you better find that notepad. Um, no, what a, isn't he adorable? He is great. I know. He with is these great. public declarations of love. <laughs> if you knew what I had to deal with at home, Jerry, I tell you that much. He's a very different man. No, he's still adorable, even at home. Oh, he uh, Thank you so much, Fred. So a lot nice. of brownie points now for that. Absolutely. Now. He's cute. He knows women, which side. Women up and down on. the northeast are swooning, is all. <laughs> 
all I have to say. I'll for, I'll forgive you the bins fiasco this morning, Fred. I'll forgive you that. The bins are forgotten. Thank you. Tell me this. Did you slice pizza in Sydney and you told somebody one time that it was the worst job you ever did oh, in your life, did well, you? Well, do you know what I did? I don't know where I was sharing. I mean, I've had a lot of pretty bad jobs, to be honest. Well, I, do you know what? I've had a lot of jobs which weren't necessarily bad, but I was just really bad at them. But um, I did, yeah, I sliced pizza in Sydney. I went in to this pizza shop and uh, they were like, do you drive? And I was like, no. And then I left and realised that the sign in the window actually said drivers wanted. I just saw wanted. So they gave me a job. But I always had this ability to like slice an uneven uneven amount of pizza slices. I still don't know how I did it. So they'd always end up with five or seven. They were like, how? So you just, I wouldn't say I was fired, but they just started to put me on the roster less and less. Um, but yeah. Uh, that was a long time ago. A long time ago. Hey, you were talking about the, what were you talking about? The 90s, yeah, up to 90, the podcast. But the 2000s were memorable, had to be in your life. Tell me about the iPod Shuffle. The iPod Shuffle. Ooh, actually, do you know what? I bought, years ago, I bought an iPod Shuffle um, and I remember I was very excited about it on eBay and uh, they had said on the on the lad they had mentioned that there was one button working, working but of course that button turned out to be the on button so yeah but I did sell it on of course and that the joy of the naughties that you could resell all these things um, the iPod shuffle was great of course leaving your destiny to an iPod shuffle because you would no control over it which was fantastic um, so I still yearn for my iPod shuffle and of course when I was in Australia I couldn't actually put music on it that was beyond me so I just had one Avril, Avril Lavigne song which I had on repeat all the time this is where Jerry says the next song is Avril Lavigne <laughs> fantastic you love mushrooms on toast oh we're mad for the mushrooms on toast myself and Fred he was in hot press talking about them I mean it's becoming a problem now to be honest um, because the two of us are just constantly banging on about just mushrooms he's a fun guy He's a fun guy, so he's mad. For, I, yeah, now you you were you were mad to do that one. I, was. I could tell. We I was. we love mushrooms. We um because uh, I spend a lot of time in Dingles. So my family are originally from Dingles, so we always eat mushrooms and toast. If anyone's ever in Dingle, and if you're going out there on your holidays, Pantry in Dingle does the most amazing mushrooms and toast. We're constantly on the hunt for good mushrooms. So if you know where we can get some good mushrooms, guys, please let us know. They'll be in the field shortly. I go picking the wild ones in the field and they're lovely do you oh yeah but I'm yeah. always scared I'll pick the wrong one Jerry. Uh, and only... it'll be a very different type of morning do you live I near a hospital a regular... I... <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that is no I live in Rathmanoy so absolutely not you'll be alright you can't go wrong with the field ones they're white and they have a pink uh, gill when you lift them up and they're in look there's a feel I've been picking them for years and okay. I'm, look well, at look, me now we'll do I look go. okay no you look fab Thanks. and we'll all go picking mushrooms sometime now I will tell you when they're there what you want is a bit of damp weather now in August I don't want to put the splaws on the summer okay. we want lovely weather yeah 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 you know what I mean yeah yeah but yeah but late August September a little bit of dampness and you'll have mushrooms everywhere okay I'll bring yourself my basket yourself and Fred will have to come picking of with. course 
that okay? Absolutely. Anyway, gigs coming up. You're in Friday night. Where are you? The Workman's? I'm in the Workman's this Friday, uh, the 19th. So please come along. And after that, it's Vodafone. Doing the Vodafone next week now, which is always a great hell weekend. And then we've got a few festivals coming up as well. And a tour on the horizon, please, yes, God. Yes, yeah. I've got so... I've I, Yes. So I'm in the process now of um, booking a few dates here and there. So hopefully be coming back to Trot because we just love Trot so much. Ah, come back again soon. So, yes, Great course. to meet Thanks. you today. Lovely to be here. This Thank one's you so for much, you. Jerry. You are a soul sister, a soul sister of comedy. It's uh, Train and Hey Soul Sister, uh, Julie brilliant. J. Thank See you, you so soon. much, Terry. Bye. was a dream come true for them. Yes, the wedding took place on the Hill of Tara on Midsummer's Day, but that dream turned into a nightmare for Jeff Olsen and his new bride, Annalisa von Blum. Uh, when they went to visit the Hill of Tara the following day, the Hill of Slane, should I say, the following day, the car was broken into and everything they had there virtually was taken, including their passports. Now, along with them on this special trip to Ireland was uh, Annalisa van Blooms, who was the bride that day, brother Paul and he joins me on the line from the States. Good afternoon Paul. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you so much for taking our call. I know it's an unearthly hour of the morning over there with you uh, uh, but yeah, look, uh, we wanted to touch base with you. Just take us back again uh, June 22nd, the day after the wedding, you went on your way to the airport to visit the Hillis Lane was it, yeah? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. And what happened? Were you up? You you went up to see. I know everything that's out there myself, and most people listening today are fairly familiar with the Hillis Lane. You went to see yeah. what was there. What did you find when you came back to your car? Yeah. So uh, while we were visiting the the ruins, our car was broken into. Um, so our, our trunk was open, and the majority of our bags were taken. Uh, all of my camera equipment. Um, I'm a I'm a videographer. And uh, so I had about $10,000 worth of uh, equipment with me because I was filming my my sister's wedding, as you mentioned before. Um, and uh, so all that was taken. Um, my 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 baby, her all of her stuff was taken. Um, my wife's laptop was stolen. Um, so uh, we we were left with pretty much just um, a, a bag of clothes. <laughs> and your passports, yeah. vitally, you had no passports yeah. to travel on. Perfect. Mm. That's correct. Yeah, we were supposed to be flying out that day, so we we missed our flight. Um, we had to spend another another two days um, in Ireland unexpectedly um, before the embassy opened to replace them. Um, so yeah, there was a it was it was a, 
unfortunate to say the least. <laughs> it's shocking and I'm ashamed yeah. to sit here today to have to talk to you about this and uh, I, I would love if uh, the equipment was returned to you and that these yeah. people were yeah. apprehended and dealt with with the full force of the law. That's what all good people, the majority I have to tell you Paul, of good people yeah. in this country want to see happening. Now the no, thing is, sure. yeah, you yeah, lost everyone. you lost your livelihood and vitally the pictures from the wedding, your sister's wedding, are also gone Absolutely. with it. Yeah, and that's uh, I. And right after it happened, I had called my sister to explain what happened, and um, that's that's what I said to her. I said, you know, like all of all of my equipment that's replaceable, and um, but I, I'm really just devastated that she she won't have that footage um, because uh, actually. Uh, all, the majority of her children weren't able to be there with her, and uh, they were really looking forward to be able to show them this video um, and and let them share in you know that experience that they they had on the um, Hilatara. And so I think that's that's the the most devastating part about all of this. Um, I mean, inconvenient for me and my my family for sure, but um, you know that's that's really the worst part. And so that, that's what we're asking. Um, you know the people of Ireland. Every every time we we shared our story with uh, the people that were around us, they were always so apologetic. And uh, I, I we mentioned this um, uh, in our post uh, on Facebook, but we we were really impressed with uh, ITAS. Um, they were a group that helped helped us, you know, get back on our feet after this experience. And uh, they were so kind enough to find us lodging at uh, Trinity College. And everybody there was, uh, you know, saying very similar things to what you said. You know, I. They were just shocked and and really apologetic and and we uh, you know, we we love the people of Ireland. It's it's been uh, it was a great trip for us up until that point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean we we ran into a, a, a whole bunch of helping hands and my my sister, in fact, she's gotten uh, a, quite a few different messages um, from people in the area, just you know sharing their sympathies and and memories. There was actually quite a few people that were on the hill with them at that time and. Uh, they they wrote them some really cool messages about what they saw, and it's been really cool to see the the outreach from you know uh, the people of Ireland after we yeah. started our experience. Look, I said to you, the majority of people in this country are abhorred by what happened, and the Irish Tourist Assistance Service, as you mentioned, there swung into action, and they are great people, and they tried to help yeah. as best they could. But look, just while you're with us today, it happened at the Hill of Slain on the twenty second of June. Just again, a laptop. What else is gone? Uh, so I had a, a couple of camera lenses. Um, uh, most importantly, the thing that we're really hoping people will keep an eye out for are, um, it's called a CFAST card or a memory card that's used with my camera, and that has all the footage on there, as well as a hard drive um, that uh, contains all that footage as well. Um, there was, a, I mean, there's kind of some, some really unique uh, camera equipment. It's called a gimbal uh, that stabilizes my camera to make sure the, the footage looks good. Um, you know, there's just a, a drone. There's quite a few different things <laughs> that yeah. that were in that bag. Mm. So I, I don't want to bore you and list out all of them. No, no, I know. <laughs> we, I just want to get a feel for what's there because somebody might have been offered this as a job lot, if you know what I mean. You know, to right, somebody yeah, at a discount amount, and maybe somebody has received this. And I'm saying to anybody yeah. today, if you've been offered this type of equipment since the 22nd of June, or you have it. It means so much to these folks. And, you know, if you if you have bought it inadvertently or you have it, please do come forward. This is so special. Is your sister there, Annalisa, with you? Yes, yeah, she is. She's Will you put her, on the, put her on? Hello, Annalisa. How are you? 
I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, listen, we are so sad for you that your very special day, the precious memories are gone. Now, we do have to say there were some people who took photographs on the Hill of Tower on the day and they've been good to you. They've sent you some, haven't they? They have. It's been actually really touching that people were willing to like take the time to go through their stuff, find the photos and then send them over to me. And it's been really fun too to see other people's perspectives of that morning as well mm. but 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 it's great but it'll never replace what your brother did for you and that special those pictures and those videos and everything that goes with that day they're, they're irreplaceable aren't they yes yeah it, um it, it, that's true like it won't be that up close and personal necessarily but it was it's still really generous and we've really enjoyed it. Mm, but you must have been crestfallen when you realised what happened. Oh, of course. I We spent quite some time crying. <laughs> Why wouldn't <laughs> you? Uh, just because it, it's so... It's like the... What, how do I say this? Like, it's your special moment of your life. You know, it's the... It was the combining of our two families and... Um, it's and that special time, you know, and and you, you, it's the odds of getting it back aren't necessarily high, but, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I hear the pain as well. And back home, all those, your children on both sides, your families were really anxious to see what had happened on the day, on Midsummer's Day here in Ireland. And obviously that is not the case at the moment. I wouldn't give up hope, you know what I mean? You never just know that this, even today, I know you've been all around the house and trying to highlight this as well in several media outlets, but you never know, it might prompt somebody today, because we are the radio station in this catchment area for the Hill of Slane, and people know uh, some nasty things have happened there before. You're not the first... Oh, you won't be the blooming last. They seem to target people in this area, but you just never know. Somebody might, might have uh, got received this equipment or something, and that's what we're hoping for today, and that's why we're talking to you. Look, I wish you well. I really do wish you well and hope that it, ultimately there's a good news story at the end of all this. And again, congratulations on your marriage to Jeff. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. We leave it there for the day. Thank you indeed. That's uh, Anna Lisa Van Bloom and her brother Paul. Can you help? Give us a shout at the station if you can. The winner of the competition. Yes, Kevin Thornton. You win the prize from Halpenny Golf today. A dozen Pro V1s, the Open Championship. See you tomorrow for another late lunch at 1.30.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.